Well, hello folks, and welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast in which you are going to get to know everything that you need to know about a tournament that doesn't include the U.S. men's national team. And that's not our fault, uh, but, but we still take some responsibility. We're here for you guys. So we're here. This is the Jealous Yanks miniseries, mini pod episode three. My name's Clayton. I'm a rapper. I'm Ty, I'm a web designer. And we love them nats. Even in person, together in the same studio. <laughs> Up in the stoogie. Sidebar. Sidebar. We're recording in person today. Let's do this thing. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. The games was a many, as usual, for this Jealous Yanks mini pod. <laughs> Maybe too many. It might be too many. Um, we're going to have to start with a quick recap of the end of the group stage and then launch into the round of 16. You know, if we had done oh these on... Atlanta. If we had decided to record these on Tuesdays, we might have had a better... Uh, it might have sunk up a little better, but that's all right. No that's big cool. deal. That's cool. Yeah. Um, guys, don't forget, if you enjoy this podcast... Uh, stick with us for a while. You know, we normally talk about the U.S. men's national soccer team. We wanted to talk about the World Cup because we wanted to talk about the World Cup. So we're, we're going anyway. <laughs> you can't sit with us. Uh, but but uh, the point is, um, make sure that if you're enjoying the show, no matter what, uh, just rate, review, shoot us a five-star review. Um, we're in touch with a number of, of awesome soccer celebs, and, and we'd love to have them read your review on the show. So right. well, give us that chance. In touch, I mean, you know. They, they owe us because of the, the mm. incident. Yeah, and by in touch, we, we, definitely, we definitely have some dirt right. on some very high-profile people. So they occasionally read your reviews. Right. Um, on top of that, if you could or if you'd like to uh, interact with us on like a personal, real-life kind of level, not this one-way stream, why don't you hit us up on uh, Twitter at WTPPod. That's always fun for us and, and I think fun for those of you out there. And we've, we've been having some really awesome interactions with people who, Amazing. Who, are, who are listening. And we so appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And, and we love uh, your minds and your insights because we're just two guys, and, and you're all you're all out there, men and women who have awesome stuff to say. So contribute, man. Get get on in on this. Um, Ty, how you feeling? Should we jump into this? Should we get a little recap of the last seven days going? It, it, it's hard to believe. It's been so long. It's, it's been such a short time. So much drama. <clears throat> so much excitement. It's just been fabulous. The amount of time that has passed is it's not nearly. It's does like not the, nearly add up. The Dragon Ball Z hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> the amount of drama that's been packed into this short calendar week. It's ten years of I can't, it's it, every day is like is like a week's worth of soccer news. It's incredible. <laughs> it's insane, dude. It's too much. I but we're gonna we're yeah, gonna chop yeah. it up. We're gonna break it all up. And 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 uh, we do this for you. Because we love you. Alright. Uh, so so let's start with the end of the group stage, guys. The major story from, from the back end of that group stage is that South Korea knocked out Germany. Booyah. That was fascinating. That was interesting to watch. Nothing else about the end of this group stage truly was. Except for... Well, that's not true. That's, that's unfair to say. But I, what I, what I, what I want to say is that this World Cup up until this point, this group stage has been nothing but the juiciest, the tensest, knife's edge Most games supple. being finished in the, the final... Injury the, time minutes. The, the wine sauce of, of soccer drama. $20 bottles $20 of wine, shit. man. The nice shit. Uh, and, then, and then what we what we finally got to see at the end of this There's group stage. There's truffle oil on this group stage. 
There's yeah. aioli on the group stage. It's served by someone who presents you three features of the dish up until this Holla. part of the, the last part of the group stage. We did get to see some of the oh. weird. So let's let's call it caginess cited. Sure. Uh, when when people start using these weird tournament techniques and weird shit happens. Squeaky bum time. As Squeaky uh, Sir bum Alex time. once said. Yes. Uh, it, it epitomized above all by by uh, one game in particular, which we'll get to. But we got to see uh, England and Belgium play each other for no stakes. Quite a wet toast game. Probably the, the greatest highlight of that game was Batshuayi railing. In, in an attempt to celebrate a goal, Just he's slamming the ball. He slams the ball off the post into his face. It, 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 it curves like a, like a Mariano Rivera cutter. <laughs> Right into the grill. <laughs> so much curl on this celebration. It's just out of control. Um, so yeah, he smacks his own face, and that truly was the most interesting part of this entire game, probably. Nice finish, by the way, for the Belgium goal, but uh, Belgium Belgium advances first place in a meaningless game versus England. They get to play Japan. No big that. deal. No big. We'll get to that we'll later. Get to that. Uh, Russia lost to Uruguay, uh, who started to pick up some serious steam, which would matter later. Um, and... Uh, and we saw Japan advance on fair play rules. <laughs> fair play. We saw the most bizarre 10 minutes of soccer since that one match in the, the 1982 World Cup where neither team attempted to attack for the whole match. <laughs> even, even, given, even given the stakes, the fair play stakes, what a strange call. Almost a ballsy call. It is ballsy, yeah. It's a little I, bit ballsy. I, I've done a little analysis on it. I think it's right. I think it's, it's mathematically correct. Well... As yeah. the stereotype would, As, uh, uh, yeah. would indicate. Way to, way to oh. keeps it Japanese, Japanese. Right. Right. Uh, so, we would then see... We would then move on to the round of 16. So that was the end of the group stage. The, the round of 16 finally shapes up. And this week we've seen almost all of it. So I'm going to try to give it to you in, in short. Um, you know, we've never really had a chance to talk about it on this show. You know, who's truly the GOAT? We right, go back and right. forth. The debate is high. The debate is high. People and are at really the passionate end of the day, about it. folks, it's a tie, okay? Landon and Donovan are both It's, it's the cool, goat. guys. Chill out. Chill out. It's Wait, fine. I said Relax. Landon and Donovan. Landon and Donovan. Landon and Dempsey yeah. are both the GOAT. Yeah, let's just say they're both the GOAT. Yeah, let's move on. I fucked up yeah. on that punchline, but it's fine. <laughs> Look, Messi and Ronaldo both went out. And, 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 I, and I don't say Argentina and, and uh, Portugal. I say Messi and Ronaldo, because that's really what it is. They both went out. It's a fucking tie. Everyone calm down. Let's move on. Kylian, Kylian Mbappe, Mbappe is better now. than both. Yeah. Yes. Kylian Mbappe has showed up at a World Cup in a way that we haven't seen since, it's, I don't know, it's move on. It's move on time. We've gotten used to the idea that these two 30-plus players are still somehow superhuman and therefore they are really still the best in the world but the Messi that I saw I don't care about his context he was not the best in the world and Ronaldo had his moments but he had plenty of frustrating uh, mistakes too so it was it, it, it's it's a tournament of turnover we have some some teams moving from from tier to tier in the world soccer hierarchy I feel and we have some players who are who are breaking out on the world stage more than breaking out, taking over that mantle of being in that that top five and, and pushing those guys out. Yeah, and one of them's 19. One of so them is 19 years old. Keep your eyes peeled to the screen. Uh, after that, we had our day of PKs. The fantastic, and not the PK. Not, yeah. not that PK. <laughs> PK handball for a PK. <laughs> I'm sure no not, one has ever noticed that before. Not the yeah. PK married to Shakira, who we love and adore, who saves sparrows from Greatest the Greatest World Cup song ever. <laughs> 
No. This uh, time, for we talking about penalty kicks. Russia, good God, eliminates Spain. Go home, Spain. Get the asterisk machine ready. Yeah, right? Come on. When, are, when is the fallout from all this, guys, really? Is anyone else feeling weird about this? Has anyone ever seen a 39-year-old uh, sprint like that <laughs> in the 85th minute? Just, I was joking earlier about printing, like, thousands of asterisks. Just just ahead of time. Just get out in front of it. You know? Asterisk stickers. A- asterisks. And then we saw Croatia go, go ahead um, against, uh, uh, what's them faces? Denmark. Against Denmark, of Denmark, course. Who as, I'd, their, I'd, as their uh, true name is. Yeah. Denmark. I, I, wish, I wish we could just take Ericsson onto that Croatian team and right, just, right. just let him keep playing. Right. I, I, was, I was wishing we could have loaned Pulisic. To the Croatian team. Hell yeah! He would fit in perfectly. Hell they, yeah. needed, they needed some energy. Um, and the, so that was our day of PKs. We then got to see Brazil defeat Mexico in what I would consider, and this is a high honor, uh, the most normal game of the week. We saw a good <laughs> team play a pretty good team and defeat them right, right. Uh, fairly. Awesome. Mexico had chances. They missed. Brazil had some chances. They scored. Sweet. Moving on. It was a soccer game. Sorry. Two-nil. No, no. Quinto partido. Sorry, guys. Uh, not no, sorry. I I'm people. not sorry. Not sorry. Honestly. Uh, good team. Good Dos team. Cero. Dos a <laughs> There it is. There it is. And then, of course, the WTP marquee matchup of the day. Belgium versus Japan. Belgium ended up defeating Japan 3-2. to two. There was almost infinity to talk about in this game. And we'll get to it. So the point is this, guys. Germany, Spain, Messi, Ronaldo... All out. Not to mention USA, Italy, and Chile. But uh, yeah, big names going out. Not to mention the Nats. Not to mention the motherfucking Nats. The quarterfinals are almost entirely in place, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. Ty, after this, after this week, we've we've sat here, we've done our sound check, we've done our little research. We're here in person, discussing in person. What a joy! What were your first impressions as we gather today? Ooh, well, I continue to notice uh, the, the narrowing gap between good teams and bad teams. Um, and I continue to notice, uh, as we mentioned, the, the decline of the, the uh, perennial GOAT candidates. And I think that's a really ridiculous comparison because there's no way that you can actually compare to prior eras. Um, but what I have loved about this last round of the tournament is the amount that it has revealed about the role of psychology mm. in the game. And this is epitomized by the, the Japan result today, where Japan, they come out playing incredibly well. They're playing their game. They happen to carve out a chance. They happen to score. They, they somehow maintain, you know, they maintain their, their mentality. They keep playing well. They don't even really carve out another chance. It's just a, a, a screamer. From you know twenty five plus yards. Inui. By the way, I I, I I told you I'll keep your eyes open, and I know I say Inui like a white person, Dad. I know that. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> uh, Inui. I told you to keep your eyes open. The man's this a guy, G. Look at this finish. Man. Watch that replay. You can see the stitches on that ball. It's rotating so not it, at it, all. It, it looks like, like a mistake. It look. It's like an. It's like a, an Apple commercial or something. It's like special effects. It, and, does anybody have an explanation for how professional players get a knuckler to go right at the post? How do you control right, right, that? Right, exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense it's to me. It's supposed to be non-controlled. Right. That's the whole thing. Is that it's, it's like thing variable. So, uh, you you saw this this mentally strong Japan team 
luck into a, a, a 2-0 lead and proceed to be the stupidest, least disciplined version of the Japan team possible. From from coach so true so frustrating team. I could not I mean I've had a few hours to relax about it but God like when, when they were, they're up two nil all they had to do was Japan out at that uh, point. yeah just do the Japan thing and you're going keep, ahead keep Japan and your asses off so so th- these these two Japanese fans yeah Japanese were were just yelling at the television for a sub for for screaming. just any, screaming anyone, at the television for anyone. a sub. The the Japan coach I don't believe even used all three subs. In Two the subs total. Made it made a double sub in the seventy fifth something. Two like that. subs total. After the after Belgium had already clawed two goals back, and it just it shows again the incredible power of your mental state yeah. when you're playing because I think if if you just somehow were to convince the Japan players that it was nil nil going yeah. into that. 58 hold out for extra minutes, time hold out for extra time i think they would have been able to do it right i think they had all the tools to be able to do it but it but there was like you saw that that little like jolt of confidence that they got after the 2-0 they were like uh willing to make attacks that they normally wouldn't have made and they didn't t- con- turn it around in time to to recover um highlighted by the fact that keisuke honda despite the clear disparity in heading ability on a corner kick chooses to just put one in the mixer in the right, so 90th you're, minute. You're referring to the very, what Sorry, should have yeah, been the, the, the very last right, player, right? right? So so there's a lot of poor time management from Japan. A lot Japan of lets Belgium all the way back into this yeah. game. It's 2-2. Two to two. We're going into a corner kick with 30 seconds left on the clock, including extra time, all right? So we're talking about what absolutely should have been concacaf into the last play of the game. Right. right? You, you sneeze, you itch your face a little bit, right, right, you, right. you tie your shoes, right. and then it's last kick of the game, okay? You're tied. You're going to extra time. Against Instead, Belgium. Against oh, Belgium. Which is a victory. Which yes. is a victory. <clears throat> Instead, Keisuke Hande skies this one. Now, all game, it's very clear that for the Japanese, your goal is to either go low cross, uh, which is like a knee-level cross, or to kind of triangle tiki-taka your way into a, a goal. Those are your right. options. You don't go or large. Or in a way, a curler from, from <coughs> right. the corner of the box. Yeah, or you can have a genius strike yeah. from far away. That's fine, too. But the last, the last thing, but obviously, there, it, it's, it's a terrible idea to go for the heads of, <laughs> yeah. the, of, of you know, the, a corner kick. Of the 5'8 Japanese players against Alderweireld and, and Bertongan. Yeah. Not to mention, all night. we're going to roll that dice. Pitzel. Fitzel is in there with he's got six feet of hair and three feet of broccoli on top of that. <laughs> and so, so not, not to mention that this kick is taken uh, quickly. Quickly, right. When right. all you have to yes. do is chill and it's the last play of the game. So the utter frustration. Or don't even chill, but just do something productive for your team. And then sure. if, if you're unable, if you make a mistake and you hit the ball to a place that Thibaut Courtois can go catch it, you sprint your ass back yeah, on D. This was disappointing. Because you are me. the only... You're, you're one of the two substitutes, and you've been playing for 15 minutes. We're talking to you, Keisuke Honda. And when, he, when, when you strike this ball, you're the first person who knows this isn't going to go well. You're also the person on the field who has the best vision of the potential counter Of the counter attack. that is about to occur. Yes. Thirdly... You've just been subbed in five minutes ago, so you have plenty of energy. So, so that's all to say, uh, I think the, 
there's I guess there's two greater points. My 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 overall uh, impression from the tournament is that teams that expect to uh, to be losing start to lose, and teams when the situation is different, when the pressure is different, when the the expectations are different, they perform differently. I I went back and uh, I analyzed the games from the group stage where a team had been knocked out against a team who needed points. So a team team who's already in, who can advance or needs, you know, needs points to to switch positions with another team mm-hmm. versus a team that is already out. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. South Korea 2, Germany 0. Boom. South Korea out beat Germany who need the points. Costa Rica 2, Switzerland 2 would not have happened on match day 1. Boom. Uh Poland 1, Japan 0. Japan somehow can't get anything out of a game after Poland is knocked out. Morocco 2, Spain 2, where Spain had to come back twice in that game. And Peru 2, Australia 0, where Australia need points in order to go through. And Peru finally put together a performance when the pressure is off. Yeah. And these are results that just can't happen on day one. Right. And what's even crazier about the fact that it's three wins and two draws and no losses for those five teams who are already knocked out is that they're not playing their best teams. So it just goes to show you that there's incredible power in the mentality and in the the um, force of will that it takes to just keep playing your best. Like, right. Um, there's there's a, a, a well uh, well established psychology of progress that it's so much more about like uh, there's there's a famous um, story about explorers in the Antarctic and how the parties who went out to try to achieve a certain amount of distance per day were unsuccessful, but the teams who went out to go for a certain amount of hours per day were successful Hmm. because they're not measuring themselves by by their output. They're measuring themselves by their effort. And so when you look at the the psychology of games like this, you have teams who are like, man, we ought to be winning. We should be winning. Everyone at home is going to hope that we're winning. And they're not focusing on actually just kicking the ball well to each other, moving down the field well, making each individual choice better. And so when you see teams that are, that are playing without that pressure, they start to be able to free up and make those choices more, more easily. So I just think that that's, that's an incredible, and I, I don't truly know what to, what to make of it. Like, how do you harness that, you know, for the, for the U.S. men's national team, like we've, we've talked about uh, trying to eliminate this myth that you should get a point on the road and that a point on the road is a good result. Right. And I think honestly, if you just, just didn't tell the players that they were in, uh, San Pedro Sula and, and not Orlando, they would play much better. If they thought they were in Orlando and not Central America, they'd play better. Hard to, hard, hard, hard to pull that one off. But the point is this, (laughs) like, like there was, they, they say that like Derek Jeter is captain clutch, right? We're from New York city. Sorry if you didn't grow up with that. Sorry. I did. And, uh, and Derek Jeter says, I don't get better in the playoffs. I just play the same. And that is the difference. Everybody else gets worse. Everyone else gets worse. And you see, yeah, you see these teams. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just that the teams who need that result on the last day play worse. Right. And so, yeah, what does it take to be, I think, like, what it takes to be a championship caliber team, which hopefully the U.S. is going to be able to do at some point in our lifetimes, is having the mental strength to play well, even in those right. situations. I'm going to relate this one step further. Y- you know how you f- you can always work that game on that 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 friend of yours who's not that hot. 
and you just feel like you're the man. And then as soon as you get into a conversation with an Instagram model, you suddenly get all weird and sweaty and you can't seem to have a normal conversation. That's what's occurring to these soccer teams, right? I am a, a asexual hermit. <laughs> so I'm yeah, we'll leave that to one side. Yeah, yeah. You're, that was Clayton who said ties, You can direct your comments. Direct your comments to Clayton. Ty's a, ties a happily married man. You can all be jealous. Uh, I am just like you people, desperately single. So I know what it feels like to be out there and, and just thinking, this could be the one. Why can't I stop acting like a schmuck right now? And, and that's just what it's like when, you know, when, you're, when, 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 when Messi gets a sight of goal, right, in, in these games. Or, or what's, a, what's an even better example of like a this could be the one moment here? Um, Josie Altidore against Algeria. Josie against, Josie against Algeria. Dare I say, Herc, a little bit against, uh, against what's yep. the basis. Or how about, how about Chris the Miss, right? Chris the, the Miss. The ultimate, this could be the one. Absolutely. Absolutely. For those of you who don't know, because you might be joining us just to, just to talk about World Cup. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're a Yank and you like the World Cup. Um, 2014 World Cup. Oh, and I'll relate this back to today. Uh, the U.S., Ended up with a glorious chance after after fifteen or sixteen Tim Howard saves. Ended up in a position where Chris Wondolowski, MLS journeyman, could put the U.S. through to the next round. It was in the eighty fourth, eighty fifth minute. First, against, guess who? Against guess who? Thibaut Courtois and Belgium. The ball arcs through the air. A, a, a nice uh, cross from from Jermaine Jones, if I recall, falls kindly to the feet of Mr. Wondolowski in the box. Perfect angle, perfect place to shoot. He's done it a million times. He's trained to do it his entire life. He can't do it. In that moment, he just can't do it. Just can't do it. And the, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible the, the amount of pressure that, that these moments put on you. And that, that it's easy to forget because you watch soccer games. Normal soccer, this is not normal soccer. This is soccer under the most intense, the most high expectations, the most eyeballs. Right. E- even, even more uh, emotionally um, pressurized than the Champions League. Like, the Champions League is more financially pressurized. It's more, perhaps even more prestigious in certain ways for some, for some players. But the World Cup is the thing that your family is watching, the thing that your community is watching, that everyone who remembers you from elementary school is watching. Right. And so, and, and that, that, you know, whatever, random, random uh, granddad somewhere in your country is right. watching you. You are wearing your nation's colors. Yeah. At the highest stage. Everyone's and it, bugging it, out. It can only happen every four years. Yeah. And so it's inevitable that, that these players, they, they react in different ways. And that, that, that was something that in the last World Cup, we had sort of noted that the part of the strength of the German team was that they were able to treat that moment with, with importance, but also not be overawed by it. That they were able to come into games, grind games out, like the, the game they won late against Algeria in extra time, uh, where they didn't have the best game, but they were just able to find it. You know, able to find uh, some, Algeria? some rhythm. Uh, yeah, in, in 2014. Oh, in 2014. So, so the Germans, like, that, that, was, that was the thing that they were able to do to bring it home last time. Um, and we'll see this time if someone's able to do that, have, have kind of a settled, casual approach. That was something going into the Mexico-Brazil game, I thought it was really smart, actually, that... Uh, Chicharito Hernandez uh, dyed his hair 
the the star striker. Yeah, so tell me about that. What's so we saw we saw Cheech the Bleach. Cheech and I the love Bleach. it. I love me Going some style. I love me some flair. But uh, you know, your 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 thoughts on this were a little bit more game oriented than mine. Yeah, I just totally. like the style. I just like seeing it. I'm into it. But how does that affect the actual like game? How 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 does that affect uh, their chances of winning? Because when he goes into the press conference with Juan Carlos Osorio, people are looking at his hair. And they're asking about his hair. And they're taking pictures. And he gets to joke around with the press. And he gets to pose for pictures with, I think it was uh, Carlos Salcedo who also did it. And it gives the entire locker room someone to make fun of. Yeah. Who is, who <laughs> is established. Yeah. So you have two starters. Who are now getting yep. fun of, getting made fun of. Even the the bench warmers, the guys who are just here to, you know, uh, fill out the numbers, are able to join in and like be a part of it. It 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 uh, creates more of a sense of community, of a bond, of kind of brotherhood between between the guys, and it's perfect. It's it's the perfect move for before a a, a big pressure moment. Granted, just dyeing his hair was not enough. To prevent injury and prevent a tragic exit in the round of 16, unfortunately for Brazil yet again, sorry for Mexico yet again. Um, but those are the kinds of little things that I think should be noted. You know, as as U.S. fans, we we are looking at this tournament as a scouting opportunity. This is just an extended. Who yeah. are these people? Exactly. We don't give a fuck about this tournament. Pulisic, Pulisic tattoo on the eve of maybe a tattoo is not the best choice, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pulisic uh, Mohawk on the eve right, of a big yeah, game yeah. could be the absolute perfect move. But not Pulisic, though, because we want to take the attention away. So for the Nats, right, right. Yeah, for Weston, the Nats Weston, Weston changes hair. Yes. his hair, yeah, exactly. which he did yeah. do. And yeah. that Weston, that's just another example of Weston showing leadership skills. Right. I want to mention about this while we're on the topic of this, uh, of Cheech the Bleach. Um, went out with an injury versus Brazil. Unfortunate. My theory is he came in fit. Uh, I could be wrong about this, but about five, ten minutes in, I'm going to put my pitch in. If I'm right about this, I, I think, you know, I, I, should get a, I should get a shot. Chicharro, if you're listening. If you're uh, listening no, no, no. You, Julian Gonzalez, oh, if you're yeah. listening. Okay, Julian. I, like a bro- like, this was my thought. Nobody noticed this. And you guys reach out to us on Twitter at WTP Pod. Tell me what you think about my theory. About five, ten minutes in, uh, you may have noticed Chicharito <laughs> is part of a crazy counterattack uh, passing sequence in which he does a uh, a bizarre sort of bicycle kick one touch as part of a as part of a give and go that occurs right he lands weirdly he gets up and he's limping the entire rest of the game it's a Cirque du Soleil clearance it's bizarro no it's it's not a clearance it's like like a little bit past the halfway line he's a midfield link um, does this bizarro pass that you would only even attempt, really, if you're high up on emotions. He gets up on that weird time. ribbon thing, yeah. he twirls eight times, <laughs> yeah. and he lands contorts weirdly. himself. Immediately limping. He's then limping for probably uh, 50, 60 minutes of the game. Mm. Like, should I, I immediately Slow said, down. Cheech yeah, yeah, needs yeah. to come out. Yeah. Cheech the bleach, gotta come out right now. Maybe they would have had a better chance uh, if... If that had been noticed, maybe the broadcasters uh, could have could have talked about that narrative more. If that had been noticed, and and it, it wasn't whatsoever. So I just want to I just want to throw these that things out. happen. These things but happen. I want to bring us to a, a second narrative of the Japan game. Yeah. So we've talked uh, on the last episode. We talked about how the gap is narrowing between the good teams and and the bad teams. Uh-huh. The, the the middle. Yeah, and I think that's true, and I think we we have seen that. Um, I saw some some statistics. There are more one nothing games in the group stage than ever before. 
Uh, the, it was a tie for the most games that were decided by one goal or less in the group stage. And it was also a tie for the least number of games where someone scored four goals or more in the group stage. Yeah. So all those, all those are, point to yeah, what you're the, saying. That's what yeah. that's what we were seeing in the in in the uh, group stage that that it, that even when it was you know the fourth team in the group against the first team in the group, usually those were good games, solid encounters right. where the at least the good team was pressed, if not actually beaten. Um, not to mention just anecdotally watching these yeah, games, you guys must I relate test, to this feeling. Absolutely, like, absolutely, it just like, is like wow. These yeah. you know Peru is like right, right. you know what they're good. And like, we watched Tunisia Japan was like really good. We watched Japan today, and Japan Japan was good. They they rode their luck at times in the in the first half. I think Belgium by the by ex, uh, expected goals. You know xg. Belgium probably had had high ones, maybe maybe in the twos xg in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, but Japan was playing fine, and Japan had some XG of their own, uh, and Japan was was passing the ball quite well. There, there. Japan, Japan had the best tiki taka of the tournament. They did indeed. They they outspained the Spanish for sure, uh, including the the addition to that system. I guess you they Spain couldn't really the high press, press against uh, yeah. Russia, but yeah, the the addition of this high press, which yeah. which I I I doubted. But I have to say, did did work out well it, uh, on the day. Yeah, it didn't quite look right at first, but they figured it out. Right, they so, got they so, got it going. So Japan played well. Yeah, they collapsed in the second half. But the narrative this is, is becoming a Japanese soccer <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's all right. They're out, guys. You're not gonna have to suffer this anymore. They're out. All right. We just we got to talk about it. We love these guys. Uh, so, um, the but the narrative coming out of the game is. How proud the Japanese team should be! I hate that that they hung with. I despise the that. And I despise that. You can go out, but you're going out, but you you, you should hold your heads up high. Oh uh, yeah, and don't you, use the f- don't use the word honor. I'm not going to say your name. Don't, don't fucking <laughs> don't fucking say that. So uh, I'm not quite as uh, vitriolic as that, though. I want to hear why. Um, but what I am taking away from this tournament is that it's time for teams like Japan. And like the U.S., to stop thinking in terms of it's okay if we lose, but st- right. stay tight with the big team. Right. That there's no reason why Japan should have lost that game. None. It all all it would have taken was a sub, and a little bit of of tactical rigidity, in those last twenty thirty minutes. Shut up shop. Win the game. And I feel like in many other situations, Japan would have been able to do that. The, the pressure of the moment, the uniqueness of the moment, our, you know, the professor, our, our dad was like, they probably didn't plan to be up to nothing. Yeah, they probably didn't coach... really have a, an idea of what to do, uh, which is fair. I get that. Yeah, I, get I get that. that. He wasn't ready for that scenario. But I mean, come on, at least do due diligence. So, like, what's your plan? So if this to occur? me, what I want to happen... Oprah, dream bigger. What I want to happen is for people in the media to criticize the Japan team. Yeah. Because the fact that they were able to get to 2 nothing is an indication that they are worthy of being criticized when they cough up that lead. It's, it's, it, we, we, it's time to move on yeah. in, in soccer culture because yeah. we're seeing Clearly. That, the, that the small teams actually are able to win and we're also seeing that the effect of psychology on the game actually changes results. Yeah. And so if you are a fan of a smaller quote-unquote national team like the u.s the best thing that you can do for your team is criticize them for not performing at their best even when the result ends up looking good 
Right. Such as the France friendly recently, which happened to end up in a 1-1 draw with France. Great scoreline. Looks good right before the World Cup. But the U.S. didn't perform very well. And on this air, we were willing to go out there and criticize what we perceived as the mistakes of the of the U.S. team. And I think that's the kind of thing that will propel soccer culture going forward is these new voices coming in and saying, you know what? I don't think it's good enough for us to just, you know, make it to the round of 16 and then crash out with honor. Yeah. I think it's time to start Uh, getting the W. Yeah. It's time to start getting the W. And here's my stand. I'm with you with a slight variation, which is that I think going up two nil is that's a little bit of a soccer gods moment. Like that, that strike from Inui can, I mean, Soccer gods moment. This is real, and and Belgium lost a few calls, and they their head clearly they, they didn't have their heads in the right place. So that that's that's a little bit of good fortune and a little bit of just outperforming yourself. When once you get there, okay, once you're in a position where you're up two nil, you should win this game. All is you if you properly manage this game, you manage the time, you manage the ball. If this game, you manage your subs. Shouts to Mexico. For uh, executing Ty's dream of the Rafa Marquez superstar, who from the start, the plan, like, this was also totally, love you guys, Fox, you're kicking ass, totally, no criticisms except for this one, and all the other ones. (laughs) Um, The, 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 Rafa Marquez was a superstar. It wasn't a change of, it wasn't a tactical change at the half, it wasn't a, oops, I messed up. It was, this was Osorio saying, Rafa, get us off to a good start, and I'm gonna burn one of my subs for you. Which I think you can find in, like, episode, like, yeah. 20 search of, it back. of We the People. Search, search it back. back. K-Dot, can you yeah. pull, pull some research together for K-Dot, us? can you affirm this? <laughs> Fact check this. We done said this. The superstar is a good this, idea. So so this is this is an idea we came out with on, on the show. Uh, it was originally around uh, Clint Dempsey. After Clint Dempsey had the, the uh, heart problems. That's right. And the, the idea was, how, how do we best utilize Clint Dempsey if he's not going to be fully fit? And our thought was, well... If you put someone on, let's say let's say you put someone on in the 70th minute, right? You've decided then that they're going to play for 25 minutes. But there could be situations where they look good at that 25th minute and you would like them to play more. So if you have a player who has a variable amount of endurance where they're going to give you a really solid level of performance for a short period of time, it's much better to start them. Because you can allow them to play the exact amount of time that they're playing well. If Marquez had started fading at the 35th minute, they would have taken him off in the 35th minute. Sure. And if he was good going into half, they would have taken him off in the yeah. 50th minute. He probably went into half and Osorio said, where are you at? How's your legs? Yeah. You know, they have the discussion. Yeah. It goes out. And they, they talked about that before the game, too. This is not Osorio changing his mind. Yeah. And it's, right? And you're absolutely right to point this out because these kind of tactical decisions are the, the kinds of things that coaches do when they notice that the narrative isn't being fulfilled because coaches of these smaller teams they're they're aware of what the expectations are on there on them and there's there's something in psychology called the pygmalion effect which is just that what you expect to happen is kind of inherently what you attempt to try to do because human beings are inherently story driven and so we want to see the narrative that we think is occurring come to fruition mm-hmm. so when you're the team the the coach of the japan team and you're two nothing up you say well uh, I guess it, it's in some weird psychological way, maybe you say we ought to start losing now. And yeah, and it, 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 totally. And so just just to to rein this one Sorry, back in, to, back we're going to bring this one. We went all the way out to to uh, 
Um, so back to the subs. So back Why to is the this subs. a good so, idea? So, so it's two. So here's the thing: is it's two nothing. Japan lucky, two nothing, winning. At this point, you make a goddamn sub. You reset your team. You reset. You got team. a new guy out there. They had a, a central midfielder on a yellow. So you. So it's the perfect opportunity. You you get the team to, uh, to to reset. Yeah. You, you you start again. The point is that it doesn't matter when this occurs. And you shouldn't be looking to the 60th minute to, to do your subs. That's antiquated. It's irrational. Yes. Um, it's foolish. Can, can we move? Let's, let's move to... We, so we think small teams need to behave like they're pissed when they lose, and they need to make every decision they possibly can to win, which I don't think they're currently doing yes. a lot of the time. What are some of the good decisions you can make? One of them is that, in, in my opinion, the pattern of the substitutions of a game should be that you make a change in the 40th to 50th minute, depending on how things are going. That's, one, that's your first change. And that can be a few things. That can be 40th in the, at the end of the first half, that can be halftime, or that can be five minutes into the right second Right after half. second half. If you've got a guy who's like just got five minutes left in him. Yeah. Uh, so, so th- and and that's, that in itself is unorthodox. I mean, that's really the crux of it, is that what I think is that when you don't make a sub at the half, because assume you have two players, player, uh, player 11 and player 12, right? And they're in similar roles, and they're close to each other. They're maybe those classic teammates who are battling for that yeah. starting spot yeah. on the same, in the same 11. One of them ends up on the bench, one of them ends up starting, okay? Without the other team being involved, if you play both of them for 45 minutes, it's much better than if you play one of them for 70 minutes and one of them for 25 Mm-hmm. You're getting the best 45 minutes out of both players if you play both of them for 45. So what you should do is use one of your three substitutions to combine two of your players into a kick-ass mega yeah. player. And better yet, if you plan it out well enough in advance, if you have that either super starter or just a guy who starts well, you can encourage that player, give everything you have. Give You're only going to play have. 45 minutes, and then this guy's going to come in. That's right. And I would add to that that if... You need to give every one of your subs enough time, at least, to gas themselves, which, in yeah, my opinion, exactly. is yeah. about fifteen minutes. Right. The latest. If you, you go should... super hard for fifteen minutes as a pro, you're gassed. Yeah. 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 Right. And and if you are put in in the in the eightieth or eighty fifth, you can't gas. You can't possibly right. give right. every as uh, your potential energy to the W. Right. right. So this is just reach out to us at WTP pod. Tell us, I, I know that we get a little, you know, we can be a little uh, cerebral with this shit. And I get that. So maybe there's some managers or, out there listening. Or um, how do you say idiotic? <laughs> <laughs> What's the term? Uh, dumbasses. Dumbasses. <laughs> about, about soccer. Yeah. Uh, but, no, but I don't think you'd think that. We so so I think you should make a sub at the half. Yes. This is barring injury. Yeah. Okay, if there's an injury, fine. Then you should save your, your second sub for maybe the 60th minute. And that should be maybe more of a, a specific tactical thing that you're trying to trying to uh, nail down. You know, something that's going wrong with your system or game state or something like that. And then you hold on to that last sub in case there's an injury. Sure. And you hold on to that last sub until the, the, the eighty first minute. Yeah, leave some time for leave, leave some time just in case there's injury time. Yeah. But what we see frequently in this tournament and in the the world game at large are these coaches that think, "I nailed it, I nailed it." Don't don't worry. I mean, we're up to nothing, right? Yeah, I must have made the right choices. 
So you know we're gonna we're gonna dance with the one that brought brought us. Yeah, aren't we? And that is so silly, man. That's it's so silly. so silly because just because. Uh, why, why is it? So tell us, Ty, why is that silly? So the idea that mentality is, well, there's some special sauce out right, there. This, right. this 11's got the special sauce. Don't want to mess with that. Why, is that. why is that foolish? So this dovetails with the concept of momentum, which is also, if it, is, if it even exists, is dramatically overrated right. in sports. Momentum is a measurement of the past, as is the score to date. <laughs> Right. So when you look at how the team has been playing, that is a relevant but not determining factor in how the team will play going forward. So what you need to do is be prescient about how the game is trending and what is about to happen based on the typical patterns of play, yeah. which are typically that players fall off the yeah. fuck apart Man. after the 60th minute. Kobe's gotten us so many championships. We should pay him more. Right, yeah. Precisely. Yeah. The, the analogy I used today was um, uh, when a, a coin comes up, heads, 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 <laughs> and commentators say, heads has all the momentum here. <laughs> like that's some sort of benefit. No. Yeah. The momentum. other fallacy is tails has got to happen any right. day now. Yeah, totally, any day yeah, now. We're yeah, going to get a yeah, tails totally, for sure. Totally. totally. Those some, are, those are they're, they're just like basic human fallacies yeah. about, about yeah. the way reality works. But so, yeah, so coaches will, will look at a performance that has been good, and they're not fast enough about taking players out who have been a part of that but aren't about to be a part yeah. of the next 30 minutes that we need to actually win the game. Quick question. Why is the whole bench not warming up the entire game? Huge question. What the fuck? You have nothing to do. Why are you spectating? You should be warm. You should be warm as shit. You should all be on bikes. <laughs> you should be so warm. You should all be on. <laughs> okay, I have. A, I have another one. Okay, so so watching this tournament, you've really got got us. This Let's, is the, we're going all in, baby. This is, we're in person. This is the Jealous Yanks F three mini series mini pod. We're gonna go all the way. Find it. Find us on Twitter at WTP Pod. Rate and review, especially if you like our theories. If you hate our theories, maybe don't. Review. Review, but still follow. But follow. And argue right. with Follow us. and argue. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Uh, that's much better than a two-star review anyway. That makes us much more angry. So, um, <laughs> so we're going to call this the, the 2% corner. Okay. And this is, this, is a, this is a nerdy, this is a very, a very anoraki kind of thing to do. But there are all these little things in the game where when you watch, like, what's it been? It's been about 50... Four fifty-six soccer games so far mm -hmm. uh, in this World Cup. We've watched a, a lot of a, damn a games. good deal of them, and and it's been a lot in a very short period of time. So in a in a sort of like prison situation, like where you're like writing things on the wall or like reading the same book over and over, <laughs> you go a little mad, yeah. and hopefully out of that madness comes some insight. Okay, yeah. Yeah. so so one of my <laughs> insights is that um, that these teams. I, I haven't played the game. I certainly haven't played the game at a high level. But it sure looks like they're wasting energy chasing after balls, chasing after the goalkeeper in the, in the first half that they would love to have back in the second half. That there are miles on those tires from useless penetration in the first half where you could really use a little bit of gas left in the tank in the second half. Maybe it only gets you another five minutes of, of productivity in the second half. But did you really have to chase down the keeper for the 
point zero zero. You're talking about yeah, you're one percent chance that something you're some referring, mistake happens. You're referring to the first thirty minutes of emotional play where exactly. everyone's chasing where, after yeah, everything. Yeah, where everybody's going nuts, and yeah. a lot of it is fruitless. A lot of it is like the headless chicken, Josie Altador, kamikaze press. Yeah which is just run run as fast as you can at the goalkeeper until they punt the ball. And I, re- I recognize that, like, you know, getting, like, preventing teams from playing out of the back is a thing, all that. But I see so many runs and so many um, so many defensive actions that are just, just totally irrelevant. And that I, I see, basically, I see steps taken, you know, kilometers traveled that didn't need to be traveled, that, yeah. that don't affect the outcome. And then I see, see players at the end of games who can't walk. <laughs> who are fucking gassed, and then you see you see comebacks in the last six minutes of these games. How many games have we seen in this World Cup? The last six a minutes. A record number. It's over. So great. It's a game-changing yeah. six yeah. minutes. Exactly. If only. If only you had the gas. If only you had that, that run that you made in the first minute back That's so right. that you could do it now. So my second point there, this yeah. is a little, this is maybe a, right. a, a, so a this, half a percent. That's a two percenter. Yeah, so yeah. you rock that second yeah. point, and then I promise we're going to start previewing. Okay, all right. So my second point is, the teams should send out golf carts for halftime. And just ride them back into yeah. the locker. <laughs> Why are you making that walk back? That's so funny. Why not? Dude, any expense. Any expense. Any expense. What the fuck? What the fuck is a golf cart to us right yeah, now? Yeah, exactly. Any expense. You can rent You can rent that shit. That's like 20 <laughs> bucks a day to get golf carts. Yeah, so why guys, are these why guys... Why are they walking from the bus to the... <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, dude. But like, okay, bus to the locker room, fine. I can I consider that a part of the warm-up. Sure. That's if part it of the is, warm-up. But yeah, if it's part of the warm-up, then it's worth it. But if it's not, it's not worth but, it. But the, the players are so tired at the end of the first half. And then they, they walk like a solid, like... 800 feet you know it's like two two running tracks right to get back to the locker room C- cut that back down both ways you got a mile dude you got a mile you got a baby mile. you mean 800 yards 800, yeah. 800 miles yeah. dude 7,500 <laughs> 6,600 miles oh. oh guys uh we got a lot of theories um and and we golf carts man let's get everybody on stationary bikes like it's the nfl you know, ev- literally, every- I want to see a bench full of players on stationary one, bikes. Juan Carlos Osorio. Even Juan miles. Carlos yeah. on there. So, he, so, so no, I don't want to see any more managers getting injured in celebrations. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, folks, we got to... It's, it's been intense. Um, it's been emotional. It's been killing Mbappe glorious. Uh, it's been Croatia team... Boring, glorious, bore glorious. It's been glorious. It's, it's been inui gol aso desne. Sugoi. Steroid suspicious. Steroid suspicioso. But none of that. Suspicioso. But none of that. None of that can compare to what's to come, folks. We got just a little bit, a little bit around a 16 left. So we're going to knock that out tomorrow. Uh, Sweden versus Switzerland. The two t- nations who have the, the closest names, in, uh, but most different styles so of play. So close, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then quite a shiner. Qu- really looking forward to this one. Colombia, England. Ugh, God. For the final uh, quarter, quarter, quarter final spots. For the, for the last quarterfinal spots. Uh, we, we are going to get to see this ha- week. James Milner versus... <laughs> Hamas. Versus actual Hamas. <laughs> yeah, we got to see, we got to see, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Antoine Griezmann, our, uh, Giorgio Armani model, penalty kicking versus 
guy named Armani, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna we're also gonna see this week Uruguay, France. We're gonna see Brazil, Belgium, Brazil, Belgium. It's gonna be tight. Belgium, Belgium, and, and uh, Russia, Croatia. Which is maybe oh, may, maybe the, the it's a battle of the shows. Which is clearly at this point, we'll see. There, there in these TBD slots, we might have a whiter uh, match than Russia, Croatia, but it's hard <laughs> to say. It's, it's, it's tough to say. Yes, yeah, Sweden, England would give them a run for their money. Yeah, there's, a, there's a distinct lack of melanin involved in that side yeah. of the bracket. Melanin or no melanin, man. We, we, we like winners. We like strategies. We like intelligent management, which we did not see from our quasi-nation of Japan today. Um, Ty, what do, you, what do you think we're in for uh, this week? What are you looking forward to most? Uh, I look forward to the continued maturation and... and emergence of a new group of stars mm-hmm. some some new in the sense that they're young like mr mbappe some new in the sense that they're overshadowed maybe by by bigger names for club and country yeah like like philly coots coutinho coutinho um, who would dude neymar's greatest contribution to his team right now is distracting everyone from coutinho from how brilliance. good coutinho is <laughs> it's like it's like if he was on any other team he would be like the embattled superstar who That's can't right. perform because the pressure is too much but because it's it, it's actually one of the great like speaking of uh uh hernandez pair neymar's rolling is calculated it's that he wants it's like he's perfect Every camera goes on him. Every interview is yeah. about him. Every question is yeah. about Meanwhile, him. Meanwhile, Coutinho and Tite are taking notes and drinking Powerade. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the amount of Powerade that Brazil can't have down is Why does a finished player need two bottles of Powerade at once? <laughs> What's the benefit to that? <laughs> Multiple flavors? Flavor diversity? <laughs> Flavor mixing? Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, like when you when you hit the Taco Bell and you go for that fountain that fountain yeah. cocktail? There you yeah. go. Yeah, you yeah. got to mix it. Can I just get a little bit of both? There's a, a, a star on the Croatian team who somehow managed to be even starrier in error, who is Luka Modric, who Luka is out, Modric. outshined in, in Real Madrid, despite, you know, the, he's like, he's like um, uh, how Louis C.K. was the comedian's comedian. Like, normal people don't think that dude's funny, but mm-hmm. <laughs> comedians—they're just—they eat it up. Now they he's now up. he's he's about to get his star moment. Hope he handles it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Luca Luca is the 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 player where like whenever the the Madrid camp is is interviewed, it's like, oh man, we can't play well without Luca, and it's like everybody's paying attention to the BBC up front, but it's actually this guy pulling yeah. the strings. Yeah. And so um and Luka Modric is a. Uh, he's a star for Croatia. In the last match against Denmark, he uh, Croatia won won the the potentially winning penalty in the eighty eighth eighty ninth minute. Luka Modric coolly steps up and missed and blows it. Blows it. What's he going to do? Uh, and Luka Modric had the mental strength in that moment to not first of all not get down on himself, but not even project any sort of negativity to his team. Because his team was was on the ropes after that. It was tough mentally because Casper uh, Schmeichel, uh, sorry, which one is it? Peter or Cash? I can't remember which one's the kid. The kid, kid Schmeichel, kid Schmeichel was was uh, was absolutely on fire, saving everything that Croatia could probably possibly throw at them. And then, 
they have to go into a penalty shootout against the keeper who has been just denying them over and over and over and over again. And I think if Modric had had his head down, if he didn't want to take a penalty, if he wasn't geeing up his teammates, that would have been a big problem. But he was he showed himself to be a great leader in that moment. He came through. He scored, I think, the third penalty, which is the big one in my opinion. And so and, and Croatia goes through on penalties against that same goalkeeper who saved Luka Modric's. So Modric creating a wonderful narrative through this tournament and, and starting to uh, starting to shine. I mean, BBC, yeah, Benzema didn't make the tournament, Bale didn't make the tournament, and Cristiano, out. So Luka Modric is, is the Real Madrid attacking star who's left, right? Yeah, so, not to mention Kroos. Yeah, out. Kroos out, Isco out. So um, so it, it's his time to shine. It's his time to, to shine relative to his... Uh, teammates, but also to elevate his country to to a new echelon of the game, which I think they deserve to be in. I think, like looking at the Belgian performance versus the the Croatia performance, I think Croatia is more worthy of being in that that top table. More boring, personally. but more worthy. Perhaps more boring. Yeah. But but more worthy. Um, yeah. I don't. I I'm. I cannot dig this the way the Belgian team is winning. They're they're a, they're a they're an assemblage of amazing players. That's a shit team. And I, and I love Martinez as Premier a Premier League All-Stars okay. versus Japan. It's so annoying. Yeah. And Martinez is, is a really intelligent guy. I want to big up him on this podcast, but I just am not down with what this Belgian team looks like. Their defense looks unorganized. They don't have really a, a style of play. They just have a bunch of talent. They're not... A counterattacking team. They're not a possession team. They're not a pressing team. There's no sense to this. They're just they're just pulling off W's at the end of the day. So I would love, love, love to see them honestly go out to Brazil. And I don't have any vested interest in Brazil. I don't care, but I have a vested interest in anti-Belgium. And how much does that have to do with them defeating USA and Japan now in consecutive World Cups? I don't know. Probably not much. Probably, because I'm mainly, probably a lot, but maybe I'm, not much. I, I mean, mainly probably st- like a little bit. I mainly stay objective all the time yeah, with everything we'll I say. Stay objective, but, but yeah, yeah. it sucks. It's a we, it's a family tradition now, getting knocked out to Belgium in the round of sixteen. <laughs> no, it's our thing. It's our fucking <laughs> Japanese American so, family tradition. Yeah. Uh, so, my so my last my last star. We talked about Mbappe, but mm-hmm. Edinson Cavani. Oh, Edinson by the way, Cavani. do we know anything? Do, oh my god! I hope I hope his I haven't okay. seen any news about the injury. Um, though uh, in post match it was it was a hamstring, right? Not a not an ACL, not a ACL or something yeah. like that. So that's possible to run it off. Um, that's a really like nineteen eighties thing to say. Not run it off. Not but really. possible to it's recover, possible for to massage that for, one out for the the greatest sports scientist that Uruguay yeah. can afford to stem cell inject to that shit horse out. placenta <laughs> that that hamstring back together. Uh, Edinson Cavani is a legit world class player yeah. who somehow never manages to be the best player on his team. Yeah, it's he's amazing. like he's he's top ten in the world yet never the best. Never the best on yeah. his team, and and I I I mean. You see him at PSG, you know, there's a whole rollover at PSG. Uh, um, what's his face? Latan leaves finally, and, and it's going to be Cavani's year. And then Neymar, out of the blue, flips the script on the universe and goes to PSG, ruins Cavani's year. Yeah, was Cavani, yeah. like, Cavani could have had 80 goals that year. <laughs> and he just like, and they split him 40-40, you know. Uh, but, seeing Cavani, but seeing Cavani and Luis Suarez, who also never seems to be main fiddle on his team, I, and is I, an amazing player. I don't know what, I, I maybe I'm being fooled by his winning his charm and and tim riggins qualities yeah. but i just think he looks like a, a solid 
a solid chap, and he he, he seems, sounds by all accounts like a great teammate, the kind of player who I want to succeed, and I, I, I hope that he recovers in time to play France because that would be a, a sight to behold. He's He is yeah. absolutely stunning, and the, the the kinds of goals that we've been treated to this tournament have been So awesome. That, the, the, that enormous 1-2 uh, versus um, Portugal yeah. that Suarez, for first Suarez and Cavani triangulating the entire team, the entire Portugal team. So I, I agree with you. I hope he comes back. I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing England play again. I didn't get really get to mention it uh, before um, <laughs> Lingard scored his 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 nice little goal uh, in this tournament. But he's one of my Pookie babies, and you have you have Lingard. Lingard's one of your Pookie babies. He is one of them. I like the way he plays. Uh, um, you you've. Did you like get his panini sticker or something? Yeah. No, I just have always I like just I just I get a good feeling. You get a good feeling. Wow. I get a good okay. feeling, and okay. he plays clean. And when you compare him to Marcus Rashford, and uh, and uh, what's the what's the other one? <clears throat> Sterling. Uh, yeah, Raheem Sterling. Those three, they all kind of came up as next hot English yeah. things, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think Jesse Lingard gets the least press. Oh, yeah. But he's actually yeah. the most efficient yeah. of all of them. He he plays with less touches. He's more clinical. Um, and he has the ability to show up as a big-time player, but he doesn't have to. He can be a contributing player as well. So he's a great person to have on your team. Um, and, and so watch out. I just wanted to shout him out. I'm really looking forward to, to seeing England and, and Jesse Lingard. I have a new Pookie baby as well. Who's your new Pook? Um, you might have seen him in Le Miserable. <laughs> Benjamin <laughs> Pavard. The hungriest-looking French player. superstar. <laughs> so we don't get this hung- kid a baguette. <laughs> He's hungry for goals. We mean cheekbones hungry. We mean skeletal. Can I have some more? Benjamin Pavard. Yes, man. Bundesliga Pookie baby. With the with the also 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 a center back. No, he's a center back. Full back. No, he's a full back. He's a full. He's playing as a full. Oh, oh! I didn't even know that. He's a center. Oh, my pookiness goes. Even further. Yeah, though. let's. Yes, man. Oh my Bavard. Bavard. Yes, he's, just, he's the man. Also, hold, holding it down, minority on his team. I know how that feels. Him and Griezmann. It's really it tough. Yeah, him and him and Griezmann. They're, they're, they they pick them for diversity. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's affirmative. It's, it's, I, I enjoy this world. Bavard. I enjoy this world. This this yeah. multicultural French team. I yeah, it's, it's awesome. Fantastic. It's awesome. Yeah, no, Pavard is great, man. Really, he he's got he's. He seems to have the goods, and he definitely got zero press, and and so maybe maybe he can uh, make a little name for himself at this cup. He already has. I mean, is there is he's in contention for goal goal of the cup so far, which is a conversation that gets nauseating eventually because it seems like every goal is. But it also gets nauseating when not all the goals have been scored because the. That makes it very hard to judge. So, <laughs> Isn't the that goal one of, of those... the goal of so far? Yeah. The goal of so far. <laughs> the goal of so far. This cup. That that's I, it's a little okay, nauseating, we'll but I. Yeah. But yeah, very very impressive goal. Anyway. Shouts. Shouts oh. anyway. Spicy meatball. So it's gonna be a a good it's, week. It's gonna guys. be a great it's, week. It's gonna Wait, be well, so when when we speak to you next, we will have semifinals, I believe. So so yeah. semifinals will be set. Um. The tournament winding down. I wanted to ask you, actually, um, what do you think is the better sporting event? I like this question. The The World Cup group stage yeah. or the World Cup knockout round? If, like if the group stage ended with 16 victorious teams flying home to parades, royal, royal audiences, yeah. 
White House visits, etc., uh, versus the knockout round, which is which is the highest quality international yeah. soccer played anywhere. I wouldn't. I I would say, and this this year is the first year I really can have an opinion because you know four years ago we started a soccer podcast. I agreed to be the ignorant host who knew a little bit about soccer but not about you know the the game at large, the professional game at large. Since then, I've really gotten into it. And uh, I definitely feel like more of an insider in the community than I, I did before. And, and so this really is my first World Cup where I've watched every group stage and been fully engaged from day one to, to, to the end, right? And I gotta say, when it comes to the things that we love about the sport and the event, that group stage is kind of where it's, it's at. It's I mean, hot. when you see all those, like all the different nations, everyone's playing. You can't keep up with this shit. There are players, teams you've never heard of, players you've never heard of making names for themselves. There's like, everything is everything. Things are changing every day. That, the group stage, to me, as as kind of like an artist, as a, well, I'm an act, not kind of an artist, but as an artist, and as just a, a cultural kind of, I have interest in things like that. Group stage is where it's at, man. That's the cultural melting pot. However, uh, you can't do the group stage alone. This hypothetical is not a real... It's a hypothetical, not a real situation. You've got to finish it the out. The thing that it makes out. it good yeah. is the rewards of, of the rounds. Yes. And so I think I, you need both. But at the end of the day, I'm most looking forward as a neutral to the group stage in general. That's that's that to me it. is where the money's yeah. at. I think the best game of the World Cup for for almost all the teams is game one. Yeah. Um it's the best game, the as game, in best, best played or most best entertaining. Played. Best played, hence most entertaining in most cases. Uh and then the the exception is the the teams that have to grow into the tournament that like come in with some crisis and then they don't figure it out until game two or three. Mm-hmm. Or they, they they like missed something early, like the USWNT that wasn't playing Carly Lloyd in the right position. Oops. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> My bad. Figured, figured it out by game three, and then, and then you're off to the races. So that, that happens occasionally. But I feel like the best, probably the best quality, I guess it, 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 you have stinker teams, but like those premier games, that like Spain-Portugal game, for instance, in, in game one. Game and a half. Game and a half. Germany-Mexico, oh, game and a half. It's, it, the, the preparation, the physical uh, endurance, the, it's, it's all there. And then by the knockout rounds, one thing that, that hurts it is that a draw becomes pretty okay because it's just you know a coin yeah. flip at that point if you're decent at penalties. So, yeah. Um, as mentioned, the caginess is now cited. Yeah, this past week it has been cited. That third yeah. game yeah. group stage, that round of sixteen game, caginess cited, and they'll grow into it. I think the corners, quarters, and semis are going to be really good, and then the final honestly has a potential to be a stinker. That's just the nature of a. <laughs> it's a the final. nature of finals. Yeah, brace. Um, your, if this is your first World Cup, yeah. brace yourself that you that that the final might be a snooze. It can be a invite, invite your friends for the semi. Yeah. The semis are rad. <laughs> semis the are qu- rad, semis yeah. quarter is going to be rad. Um, but, but you can't, I mean, the whole tournament is, is, is just the greatest thing ever. I wouldn't mind a little break, maybe a little, sp- like right, maybe right, space yeah. out the group stage games by a day or two or something like 
Just slow it. Not, I don't want to go MLS playoffs slow, because that would ruin it for <laughs> they're sure. Still, they're still doing just, the one from last fall, right? I know. The, the, the did, MLS did playoffs overlap that? the MLS playoffs. Yeah. They just keep... They just, <laughs> yeah. It's a rotating playoffs. Uh, they, but I, so I wouldn't mind a little bit more... Maybe two group stage they're games a day They're already playing the playoffs three. where they instituted promotion relegation, I think. <laughs> They have to start them now in order to be finished by the time pro-rel. It's really confusing. It's It's, it's complex. Um, But yeah, a little spacing would be nice for the the quality of play, but but goddamn, could you take anything away from this tournament? If if you are just watching the World Cup for the first time, like, or, or just really getting into this, Congrats. Welcome to the rest of your life. You picked a good time. Yeah. Welcome to uh, arranging your, your family vacays around four-year cycles instead right. of Christmas. Right, 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 exactly. As, as my Welcome. life has become. And, um, and I, I got to warn you that, uh, you know, USA versus Antigua and Barbuda in the second round of qualifying next year, or in two years, is not going to be quite as good. <laughs> But if you learn, if you learn the passion, yeah. if you, if you use these moments, like uh, this is, this is my big takeaway from today. Um, going into the tournament, I, well, I was casually interested in the Japan team, half Japanese, like Japan, US isn't in it. I'll root for them. Sure. Yeah. But, and they're going to lose today for sure. Oh for yeah. Sure. And they're going to lose. Yeah. But I, I, I didn't do much research into them, but as reported on this show, the moment that sparked the world cup for me being being real, being a real World Cup that I can get into, was watching Japan play. And the moments that I will remember from this tournament are the things that Japan did. So coming out of this, I, I'm, I'm a fan for life. I'm a fan for life. From this, from this performance that actually directly, in some weird way, yeah. mirrors the U.S. performance in 2014. It's like exactly a, the same, actually. A, a 2-1 <laughs> win, followed by a 2-2 draw, followed by a 1-0 loss, but squeaking through against the unlucky African team in the group who might have gone through if they'd just scored a goal. Who everyone would have rather had. Yeah, who everyone would have rather had. <laughs> and then going out in a heartbreaker to Belgium. In, the in a winnable 16. heartbreaker. Winnable heartbreaker. So, um, so I, I, I feel, you know, I, I'm, I, the, this passion, I hope that, that I will keep it because I love having two national teams. So the, if, if there's anything good that can come out of this, this tournament for U.S. fans... Maybe say you find somebody who who you like, who you yeah. who you want to follow and be a fan of, or maybe yeah. you you notice players who you wouldn't have otherwise noticed because you were focused on on what the U.S. was doing in the tournament. And I I think it's it's beautiful that that those kind of things can come out of this. And I, I know that my life has been uh, has been improved and has been changed by by the way that Japan performed in this tournament. I'm still pissed at them for <laughs> I'm still pissed at Keisuke Honda. Yes, make no mistake. Yes. But I'm 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 super glad that he scored that goal against uh, Senegal, and I'm glad for for the way that the team was able Absolutely. to perform and in general. And I look forward to cheering them on to even greater things in the future as my 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 side boo to the main boo. That's right, the U.S. Nats. That's right, and Go let Nats. this righteous anger be known as love, because I give a shit now about you, Japan, and what, I will never sleep on you again. I, what is, what is love other than other than wanting the best for for, for Bay? Yeah. Beyond all else, except the Nats. Ain't nothing topping the Nats. And I tell you what, I'll prove it right now. Uh, I love, love those little dolls, you know? They got the eyes on the side. It's the Japanese dolls with the googly head. And, and you can get any character from any show. What you like? Walking Dead? What you into? X-Men? What you do? 
You can find... Obs- obscure characters? Yeah. Anything. You got it. We'll find it for you. Um, uh, I'm a huge fan of Glow right now. If you're not watching Glow, go to Netflix and watch yourself some Glow. Mark Maron, incredible uh, acting, and then just the writing of a, an almost entirely female script that has, that, that, that has depth, complexity, variety. Amazing show. Check it out. The World Cup of women's wrestling shows. <laughs> That's right, and uh, and uh, and uh, I I love myself uh, the Allagash Brewery in in Portland. You know they're doing good stuff. This beer I'm drinking right stay now. Stay weird, Allagash. Stay stay weird, dog. It tastes kind of like urine, but I like it. It's like the good urine that makes that. <laughs> it's that good urine. This is that good urine that could save me from from dehydrating. <laughs> That's what Russia's putting in the bottles. <laughs> But I don't love any of that shit. Special shipment from Portland. As much as for I For the know. Russian national team. <laughs> it's a little like horse placenta. I don't know what this is. I don't love any of that shit. As much as I love the Nats. Let's fucking go. Goodbye, people. Goodbye, people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Uh, one thing I didn't want to put into the amazing end to that show was the just a clo- was closing heritage. the loop on yeah. the honor thing, yeah. which yeah. I never really got to address. Yeah. Yeah. So my problem with the honor thing is that is is is, is twofold. One is that uh, Japan should not is as we said, Japan should not be going out of this game holding their head high. They should be going out of this game saying we blew it. The second is that. You don't use the word honor with a South American team. You would have said they can held, hold their head exactly. high. They can be exactly. proud of where they... They can be proud of how they played. Oh, they're going to they're gonna be able to go home to their families. and or their, you know, their nation can be proud. You hear sentences <clears throat> like that. Only if it's fucking Japan do you hear they played with honor. And I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's just a quick reminder that that bothers me. Fair enough? Fair. I have that word tattooed on my body, but still fair. But that's because it's about honor. Right? You believe yeah, in yeah, honor. Yeah. There's a difference. You see what I'm saying? Like, the stereotypes occur from some, maybe some element of truth, you know? Honor is important in Japanese culture. Is Fact. honor is, is honor how they... Is, is honor the most applicable well, concept a, to this situation? No. It's, it's, it's as condescending as saying, well... At least the Senegalese will, will dance home happily. Right, right. Yeah. Just worth noting. A little woke check. Woke check for your day.